Welcome to the Time Travel Journal podcast series. My name is Sumaya Sodik Ojibara. I will be taking excerpts from my book, Time Travel in My World, and let's travel some of the way together in yours and ours. I hope that I can reflect on some of the writings that I've already shared in the book, and I invite you to find meanings that may also present you the opportunity to form, reform, and transform. In this podcast series, the hope is that I can unpack some more, some of the thoughts and ideas, some of the experiences and emotions that may have informed or inspired some of the writing. I'm pretty excited about this. I hope you are too. So thank you for joining me. From the chapter, In the Travels of Time, I find paths, peaks, and prisons in faith. It was time. I looked at my hair in the mirror, my beautiful hair, freshly done in one of the new trending style of the 90s. It was my crown. Crowns are meant to be worn on heads, not covered by a piece of cloth. Why had my hair become one of my most formidable warriors if it was meant to be one of my most crowning glories? Because today was a day of battle, a battle of self against self, will over whim, values over vanity, discipline over desire. Courage against comfort, certainty face-to-face with uncertainty, change versus change. I had been going through a spiritual transformation over a few months before that day and so had started to question and rearrange my priorities and lifestyle. I knew it was coming. I knew the day was coming where my growing consciousness of God would bring me face to face with my commitment to getting closer to him, with seeking new meaning and ways to serve him. One of the hardest was adopting a dress style in line with the Islamic dress mode for men and women. The dress mode essentially requires men and women to be modest in their dressing in public and to give permission and levels of access to another person, other people to see them up close and more personally. These are people that belong to certain categories of relationships and degrees of access are determined by closeness and intimacy. Thus, where immediate family members and people of similar gender might see one in private settings behind a veil, spouses can see each other completely without any veils between them. I was getting to points in my journey of consciousness and submission where it was about subjugating and streamlining some of my needs and wants. I knew I had to overcome in order to get to points of restraint, detachment, discipline and self-control. I had reached two stops in travels between my egos my personal identity as taught and conditioned into me by the world and my prescribed identity as being given to me by the creator of the world 
and all that exists in it. First, I couldn't bear anything to touch my hair. Even though I was becoming more devoted in my practice, I noticed that when I had to perform my wudu, my ablutions and preparations for salah, my prayers, I would be extra careful with how much water touched my hair. I would place my head down carefully and subdued so it would not disturb the style. My hair was one of the most loved and cherished gifts. To cover it from the world instead of celebrating it for the world to see how beautiful it looks and how much I loved for the world to love it would indeed for me be one of my most cherished gifts of submission. Secondly, I will not let my hair lord over me. I will not be a slave to anything. No object or subject will have power over my power. I will not let my hair, my ego, my vanity, my desire for validation in the world as a young beautiful woman with beautiful hair dictate my freedom, determining how far I can, will go in life only because of my beauty, my body, my perceived breeding in my outer bearing. If there was going to be a test of will, this was one of it for me. I decided to wear a scarf on my head out of the supermarket. I placed a small cloth, more like a bandana or a handkerchief, carefully over my head, making sure to arrange my hair so it's not too covered and off I went. After I came back home, I felt lighter. There was a quite high and a low that sat in my being I could not explain. But my soul knew the truth. I could not put all that had been leading up to and transpired to this moment into words. But I knew one truth. I had reached a milestone in my spiritual and worldly journeys. And it was one that marked an ending of life in certain ways I knew and the beginning of life in ways I could never have imagined in my independence, autonomy and choices as a Muslim woman in hijab. I am. I am who I am. Do you ask what I know for real? I will tell you aloud and proud the feel. A truth as certain as my heartbeat I leap. I am who I am. Beauty and brains, special and unique. Flavoured with spice, sweet and wise. Delicate and precious, valuable beyond price. I am who I am. It is not weakness you see, nor emptiness as some may insist. Please handle with care this cherished gift of God. I am who I am. Without me, how can the world ever achieve? With me, what heights the world can reach indeed? For me, will the world not stand at my feet? I am who I am. I stand on a pedestal of grace and respect of the power of my place. Take me not a thing of gain and prey, rivering shame on display. Celebrate me as ease, my way, my will, how I am to be. I am who I am. And if you still ask me who I think I am, your loss, not mine, blinded you are in heart and mind. 
treasures before your very eyes buried to a shallow find. I am who I am, mother of man, fabulous female, strong builder, fragrant flower, wise manager, fantastic organizer, awesome achiever, knowledgeable teacher, passionate giver, generous forgiver, patient believer, tender carer, yet but a few of who I truly am. I have taken from two chapters in the book um, because I wanted us to have a story. So I, in one is a story of the day I formally took up a lifestyle that I made a decision to cover my hair to start using the hijab so the hijab is a head covering that Muslim women put on and this is a subject that has generated or generates a lot of conversations often from a place of assumptions misinformation sometimes entitlement lots of judgment but today I'm not this is not a place of politics or posturing As I've established from the very beginning, I will continue to reiterate. And as you would hear from the title of the book, as well as the podcast series itself, it's time traveling in my world. Where I then invite you to travel with me and in so doing, hopefully, you will travel in some of your worlds and perhaps we will have those places of convergence between us where we'll travel some of the way together so even though this is a story that talks about the hijab from a woman's perspective I hope that some of the meanings that I have derived will be relevant to anyone who listens to this inshallah by God's will. So, in the excerpt where I talk about the day I decided to go to battle, <laughs> the process had already begun, which is another story on its own that I hope to share in the next book. But in this one, it's, uh, I talk about a major life event in five minutes and in probably a couple of pages of words. It hardly captures even 
some of the most monumental bits of that experience. But I, I attempted, I attempted to capture it with the words that I was given and in the way that I'm sharing it with you today. And some of the key words that show up in that story was first of all about recognizing what was rebellious in me, what was resistance in me, what I was resisting for me. It talks about how we go into battle against our own soul. Even when we're already being carried along a certain path. And yet when we come face to face with things we must do. Truth we must face. We cannot. We do not. We run the other way. We fight it. We create all kinds of stories reasons for why we will not do it why we shouldn't do it and that was exactly where i was at my hair was a really a big part of my identity and i know it is for many women it's something that helps us connect with some of our femininity it's not for everyone but I know a lot of people will testify to this. I And I think for men too, which is why the experience of going bald for some people can be um, anxiety reading. But for me, it was it was something that was presented to me. Not because I had to. But because it was just a moment that was being offered to me to make a decision. And I knew that for me, if I was going to conquer and if I was going to learn submissiveness, how to submit my soul to my Lord, this was going to test me. So the day came. It came. There was no, I didn't have any excuses. But I had questions. I thought, why? Why do I need to hide my hair on the piece of cloth? Why? If he didn't want me to show it, why did I have it? I wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm, I'm not immoral because I leave my hair open. So why? And then I realized it wasn't about the why. It was about the why not. was about being able to say to myself, what is it? What is it about this thing 
that overpowers me so to the point that the most important being to me that I was in the process of loving more I couldn't even serve him properly because when I would go and do my ablution for prayers which is central to my worship I wouldn't even do the would do properly <laughs> I couldn't justify that it wasn't a health thing was an ego thing. I couldn't allow that. I think one of the things that I found about myself, which was also something that I realized in that moment, was I realized that I didn't like to be controlled by things or people. There was an awareness that emerged in that moment which is something that I found was necessary for me to know about myself and it has served me and still serves me. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to God. So the day came and um, he said, well, it was a day of battle for me. I had to prove to myself that I could do it. Because it was it was it was about my I another part of my identity that was in process. The outline was already there. I needed to understand what had to feel it, the substance that had to feel it, where what I had to transcend. So, thought, if I was going to humble myself, <laughs> this was it. This was the battle. So, as you would do in battle, <laughs> I prepared myself with my piece of cloth. Put it on my head. And then I went out into the world. Sounds very grand, but that was exactly how it felt. Anyway. I came back home. If you can picture a person riding on a horse, well, I didn't ride on a horse, but that was how dramatic it was for me. I came home, I was glad something in me had transformed. It wasn't a major shift, it was a transformation. was there was a mix of emotions there I lost to gain love there's no going back for me 
because it came from a place of conviction. I knew it was what I wanted. I just needed my heart to catch up with my head. As it often does, and this is something you might find me saying here and there in my reflections as well. I didn't know what was going to happen from there on. I didn't know what type of hijab I would use, the length, how thick, all of those things. But I knew my hair, my ego in that moment was no longer in control over my expectation to serve and to submit my Lord. So... It was an end and it was a beginning. Before then, I had been in transition. And some of this I will share in bits and pieces of my uh, growing up. And some of the things that I questioned and explored with regards to my identity. And even now as a grown woman, the things that I'm confronted with, the conflicts that I experience, not that I have any doubt about my decision. That's why conviction is very important. But because the world that we're in today constantly demands us to adapt and adopt and sometimes it's not always the best choices for us, at least not in regards to our, our practice or our profession of the faith that we claim. The second part of that, of the excerpts that I shared, was from a different chapter, like I said at the beginning. And that was a poem. This is a poem that I'm very, uh, very attached to, in a sense. I wrote this many, many years ago. But I love it. There's this reiteration of I am who I am. And I, I made the decision to join it with with this story, like I said, so that it gives us perhaps some of the spirit that I took, I came back with from my battle. And the place of victory that I feel I reached where I am. When I read it back to myself, when I wrote it, and every time I read it back to myself, I experience different things. But one thing is consistent, or a couple of things are consistent. There's a conviction about my identities. certainty about my place in the world 
and they're the choices that come from that which will require me to it will require me to keep engaging within learning and living so when I talk in the poem about standing on a pedestal of grace and in respect of the power of my place these are the things that I mean what is my place where is where's this pedestal I stand on and I hope to talk more about this in other episodes where I, where I talk about some of my identity as a woman but here in this moment what I'm asking us to to hear and share with me it's a place of honor that we're placed on as women. What I require, what I demand from the world, that I will not be tossed about, that I will not be treated with dishonor, that I will not accept certain places you decide that I belong, which is a place of dishonor. That I, that I will be celebrated because I've already been elevated by my Lord. That if you don't see it, there's nothing I can do about that. That is your loss. And I identify many, many, many roles that I have, not just as me, but as a woman. And there's no way I can use a few words in a paragraph to even begin to capture the essence of who I am. the purpose that I am given. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for all of the time that you have taken to travel with me. Thank you for opening up to the possibilities that I invite us to as we walk together. Thank you for your presence and your participation. I ask you to think about some of the battles that you faced, that you're facing at the moment with your soul. Where the tides of life are taking you. Where it feels as though no matter what you do, you seem to be taken 
along a certain path and you just don't know why. Where you're thinking, it makes sense. But why, why me? Why do I have to? Where there's fear. Fear of unknown. Fear of unknowing. Fear of knowing. Because there's the fear that comes from not knowing but there's fear that comes from knowing because then you don't have a choice you know now but then you have a choice to know and not do anything about what you know because you cannot unknow now you know So I ask you to hear the story, whether as a man or a woman, as a young person who may be listening to this, and to take yourself to a still moment where it may be scary, but it may be the place that finally frees you. Because it is where you will face up to certain truths. And when you face up to those truths, then you might be able to make a decision to, to finally let go of the lies. I hope that this reflection will allow you to understand how difficult some decisions are and to be gentle. To be gentle with yourself and to be gentle in judgment over other people. To know that for me, and I say this often, we may be presented with five things to do to earn the pleasure of God. It doesn't mean that we are going to do the same five things. And that I choose the hijab as one of my own parts to find in God's face. To seek him in striving to earn his pleasure. And I pray that it is accepted from me. I pray that my moments of weakness, my inadequacies and my insecurities will keep me in a place where I'm continuously striving and just not accepting as though I do not have any will because I do. And I hope that for you too, that you will find things in the stories that I've shared in this excerpt, in the story and the poem, inspiration and motivation. I hope that you will understand that 
shifts, changes, transformation can come in many different ways. But that some of the foundation stones that you must stand on, that will form the bedrock of your growth, must be strong, must be forged from conviction. But conviction that is expressed with courage. And courage that is expressed with compassion. I hope that in other episodes, I will still share different, different battles of the nafs, which is the soul. But that as I do that too, you are able to do that for yourself as well. Whether you do that on a horse <laughs> in the dramatic battlefields in my very, as you can see, vibrant and vivid imagination or you do that from places in your heart they are both places of sincerity they are both places of striving I look forward to being with you again on our next journey I hope so.